to Totalus Rankium. This week, Alexios 5. Hello, and welcome to Roman Emperor's Totalus Rankium. I am Jamie. And I'm Rob, ranking all of the emperors from Augustus to Constantine 11, and this is episode 155. It's Alexios 5. Monobrow. Oh, brilliant. That's yeah, nice. Which we're, we're, we're getting to yeah, shortly. Wonderful. Alexios 5 Ducus, also known as, but I'm going with Monobrow. Nice. We're back, we're, Jamie. We're, we're back, back with, with real with real uh, Empress now, rather than whatever that was, the last one. Yeah, that was a. It's been a good. We get to do the hilarious joke when podcasters record episodes back to back, and we get to ask how each other are since we last recorded. I'm actually really sad. Um, I'm not. I've. Uh, refreshed my beverage yeah me too i sort of did a slight jog up and down the stairs that's quite jaunty so i now feel feel more energetic that's as good. well yeah good good, good. So... well talking about energy i've got an announcement to make oh go on then jamie well it's not an announcement it's not really an announcement but it's been on the news i just thought it, i think it's important to share it with this podcast because i think it's very important is it roman based no not in any way shape or form <laughs> okay um, i see why you decided it was important yeah to share. <laughs> i think so so as you know william shatner the actor He's not dead, is he? Oh no, 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 no. He's he's oh, he's all right. He's not. He's he's better than dead. He. <laughs> <laughs> what could possibly be better yeah. than dead? Is he undead? Well, he yeah, he's definitely undead. But what he's doing is on the twelfth of October, he's going into space. What? <laughs> he's actually going in space. Uh, so Jeff Bezos has uh, uh, the Blue Origin, his company that sent him up in space. The one that's got a giant advantage. They're sending William Shatner into space. They're sending him into space. He's 90 years old. He'll be the oldest person to ever venture in space. Now, technically, technically, he's not actually going into space. They're just going to high, oh. high oh, that's thing. But it'll be black. There won't be any blue. You'll be able to see blackness because you can't see stars. Um, We're talking microgravity here? Uh, no such thing. Unless you're like floating between planets, but... Like if, I, I thought that's what it was when you're like in high high yeah, orbit. Yeah, I, I, technically, technically, there's a little bit, but you're essentially. Well, well the gravity is the same. Like if the International Space Station stopped dead where it was, there'd be normal Earth gravity. They would float. Right. The only reason they're floating because yeah. it's constantly falling yeah. around the Earth. Ah, yeah, right. Okay. So that's yeah, the same thing. But yeah, so he'll he'll be weightless, which would be good for him. Yeah, he'll currently. be weightless. And he, oh, that's, he, that's it's just amazing. It's real Captain correct Kirk. Correct me. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, no one's ever died in space, have they? Not yet. So who knows, maybe. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Let's hope he doesn't do that one as well. Yeah. Because <laughs> 90, 90 is an old age to be going into space. It, it is. It is quite old. And he's not, I think it's fair to say he's not the healthiest of people. What, what, what's that noise? Sorry, there's something playing on a, a news report on my phone. Sorry. Oh, I see. I see. It's uh, incoming reports of William Shatner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, good. Got live updates. Yeah. Right, well, thank you for sharing that's that. That's all right. I feel like that was very important to share at the beginning it of was. this episode. It was. I mean, I think anyone that's into Trek will know this already, but I think it's important that other people know as well. I think it's very important. Right, okay. Well, I'd love to do a great segue here. Um, <laughs> Speaking of going into space... There's no space between the eyebrows of the emperor we're doing right now. <laughs> there we go. Nice. There we go. I gave right, that a okay. nice... <laughs> 
Okay, uh, in the last two episodes, obviously, uh, if you can count last episodes as an episode, the last two episodes, we have had Alexios V Dukas pop up in the end, perform a coup, and then say, I'm Emperor. Yeah. But who who is this guy? Let's find out, shall we? Alexios V. We have no idea. We, d- right. we just don't know. Yeah, just like the last one, we have no idea. Alexios V is one of the more obscure emperors we have ever covered. I mean, if we hadn't just done Nicholas, I'd be going, <laughs> yeah, we haven't had one more obscure than this for a very long time. But, <sighs> yeah, so very, very obscure. Sli- slightly less obscure than Nicholas, as you'll see. Uh, for reasons that will become clear, some major events take over and dominate the narrative very, very shortly. Uh, the likes of John Julius Norwich, for example, barely mention him at all. I mean, he is oh. mentioned, but it's like, oh yeah, there happens to be a guy around at the time. But look at this stuff that's happening. Yeah. It also does not help that our main source, Nicetus, openly admits that uh, Alexios V fired him as soon as he became the emperor. Oh. So there's no love there. <laughs> yeah. Also, our main source, Nicetus, was there during the major events and spends most of his time talking about what he got up to rather mm. than what um, the emperor got up to, which yeah. is fascinating stuff, but if you're doing a net podcast based on the emperors, it's a little bit frustrating. Yeah. So what do we know? We know he had the surname Ducas. But we're not sure whether he was related to the imperial family, Ducas. Because you'd think that if he was, we'd know a bit more about him. Mm. And just because you were called Ducas didn't mean you were royal Ducas. The name Ducas was relatively common. Uh, That said, it is theorised that perhaps he was the second cousin of Alexios IV and the great-great-grandson of the first Alexios. So maybe he does have ties to the imperial family. We just don't know. Mm. What's that? You want to know when he was born? Uh, yeah, when was he born, Rob? No idea. Right. No idea. Uh, a year. Uh, apparently, <laughs> he was fairly old by the time okay. he took power. I would... uh, so don't think, don't think young man. Okay. Think... Maybe fifties, sixties. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Let's let's give him an age. Fifty six. He was fifty six years that's old. Quite, that's, that's quite that's quite old old, old for a, an ancient person or middle aged um, person, I guess. Middle ages, yeah. middle aged person. That's confusing. Yeah, that's what he is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, but don't don't think really young. Think no. uh, getting on in years. But also don't think age. We're not talking like in his eighties, like no. uh, Enrico, the Doge of Venice. Remember, he's outside the walls. He's really old and he's blind, but he's Ooh. a badass. Yeah. yeah. Don't, yeah. don't mess yeah. with him. Yeah. Uh, what else do we know? We know that he has the nickname. I'm going to butcher this. Uh, more. Motsoflos? Motsoflos? I can't pronounce it. Um, But it means monobrow. That's what it means. That's what we're going to be calling him. He was known at the time as uh, this name, as monobrow. Apparently people called him monobrow even when he was emperor. So that's what we're going to call him for the rest of the episodes because we've got enough Alexioses. We had enough Dukeses. We've never had a monobrow before. That is true. So So there you go. Why was he called monobrow then? Well, apparently he didn't have a monobrow. Apparently... He was in the habit of frowning very deeply, and when he frowned so deeply, his eyebrows touched to make it look like a monobrow. Oh, Jamie's going to have a go at doing it. Oh, you see, your, your eyebrows get closer together, but, but they're not, far from not touching. quite. No, no. That's I imagine he had big, big, bushy eyebrows, oh, you know, the scary ones. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing he had those. Nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> so picture picture a guy with big. Big bushy eyebrows that sometimes meet in the middle. So bushy that squirrels lived off. Yeah, exactly. They planted their nuts in there to for, for safe harbour for the winter season. 
Exactly. It was you, you, the, the children would be able to tell when it was spring <laughs> because the, the the first sign of the squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> in Monobrow's Monobrow. It's like, oh, look, <laughs> summer's coming. Yeah. Anyway, the first time we ever hear of Monobrow is when Alexios III cooed against his younger brother, Isaac II, mm. which we briefly recapped in the last episode. Now, it gets a little bit confusing here, because apparently Monobrow supported Alexios III, but possibly reluctantly, for reasons that will become clearer later on. Uh, we also know that he was madly in love with Alexios III's daughter, Eudocia. Right. Yeah. So, Ooh. it would appear he didn't particularly get on with Alexios III, oh, no. but, he did, but he did love the daughter. That just makes it awkward. It does. Um, or is he doing it for revenge? Yeah, I hate you. I hate you so much. But all oh, your daughter, way I would, way just to wind well, it up. No, apparently, apparently, um, I mean, apparently they did. Uh, apparently they were doing it according to Nicetus, and I'm going to have to paraphrase the quote because I didn't write it down. But off the top of my head, it was something along the lines of they were doing it since they were old enough to do it. Mm. Apparently they they'd been madly in love with each other, childhood sweethearts kind of things, yeah. and uh, they've been been doing it ever since. So there right. you go. You've got Monobrow and Alexios III's daughter. Together, but not officially. Uh, again, we don't get any details, but you get the impression Alexios III said, no, that's not good enough were they, for my daughter. Were they sort of getting to know you buddies? Oh, yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Alexios III, the emperor, was saying, no, you're not good enough for my daughter. Oh. Anyway, soon after, Alexios III came to power. Remember, he coos against his brother. Oh. Yes. Yeah. And there were many who were not best pleased with Alexios III coming to power. It turned out he was a rubbish emperor, hmm. as, as we found out. He's got a yeah. very low. And it just so happened that several coups took place. I very briefly mentioned that a man named John attempted to coup at one point. Well, that revolt was put down, as I said in Alexios III's episode. But according to one source, Alexios Monobrow was caught up in this coup and imprisoned. You get the feeling that Monobrow, hating the fact that Alexios III was refusing to let him marry his daughter, decided, well, I'll just coup against you then. Yeah, screw you. Yeah. So possibly in the year 1196, maybe in the year 1201, sources are conflicted, uh, but up until 1203, Monobrow would have lived a miserable life in prison, just just sitting there with the rats and the drips. When I say drips, I mean like the drips of water. Oh. Not just... It's good. It's Thank good. Took me a while. Yeah. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, Jeff's definitely in there. Um, oh he's, yeah, he's in the present. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shackled up, upside down by upside down by the wrists. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Weirdly, he got himself into that position. He's he's not even meant to be in prison. He was one of the wardens. <laughs> he, t- uh, he took a bet with one of the prisoners. <laughs> He t- took one of the prisoners' lunch one day. Half an hour passed, and that's how he ended up. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, at some point whilst he's in prison, a fellow prisoner was let out of prison. And this was Alexios IV, <gasps> Isaac's son. Yeah. Remember, he was released from prison and put under house arrest. I, and then, yeah. under house arrest, he then jumped onto the boat and hid in the, in the barrel and escaped. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Can I have a point? Um, no. I would have given you a point, but I'm not allowed to give out any points until the count is complete. That's not fair. That'll take ages. And Oh, it won't. I, I believe out of 260 episodes, I think uh, 
the people counting are down to like the last four or five episodes. Really? Yeah, they're right at the end. That is amazing. But I have not heard the official number yet, so I would have given you two billion points just now. <laughs> but uh, it is not to be. Oh. Yeah. Thanks, but, guys. <laughs> but uh, I mean, next episode we record, we should be able to find out how many points you okay. want. It's very exciting. Yeah. I could just tell them. I've been keeping track since the beginning. I could just tell them. A graph and everything. Data, <laughs> frequency charts. It's amazing. So anyway, yes. Uh, Alexios IV escapes. He goes to the West. He sounds the Empire to the Crusading armies. Put me in charge and you can have what you want, essentially. The Crusading armies say, yes, please, and they turn up to Constantinople. Alexios III flees. He runs away, as we have seen and talked about several times now. And Alexios IV is put in charge as a puppet. And at this point, interestingly, Monobrow is released from prison. Why? Do we know? Well, uh, don't forget, he was put in prison because he was involved in a coup against Alexios III. So, if he didn't like Alexios III, then maybe he'll support Alexios IV. What's interesting is that not only is he released, he actually becomes Alexios IV's top advisor. So there's obviously some kind of history here we're just not privy to. Yeah. He wasn't a nobody. He was obviously a high-up person. Uh, it would appear that Monobrow would be able to keep the palace and the city happy with the takeover. He, he, knew, he knew how to pull the right strings, kind of thing. Yeah. So, we ha- now have the puppet emperor being controlled by Enrico and Boniface of the Venetians and the Franks. It's Boniface, damn it. But then we have, uh, as top advisor inside the city, we have Monobrow. Yeah. And uh, because, as we've seen, Alexios IV did very little actually running of the place because he was busy playing dice with the Crusaders, and Isaac II, his father, was busy being blind and slightly insane, well, the actual day-to-day running of the city and the empire kind of fell to Monobrow. He was the one running things. Now, if you remember, tensions running very high in the city. Alexios IV was doing nothing at all. He went on a tour of the lands that he didn't really rule, half hunting for Alexios III. Remember, Alexios III's not dead. He's run away. He's still alive. Yeah. And I never told you what happened to him. No, I was going to ask, did he die? Yeah, I thought... Yeah, no, I just said, you know what, we're leaving it there, otherwise it will ruin the future stories if I half-heartedly tell you now. So just know, Alexios III's still on the run. Um, anyway, they don't find Alexios III at this point, but they do do a bit of a tour. And Monobrow stays behind in the city. Again, just running things. While Isaac II was busy ordering executions of anyone who had supported his brother's coup because he was going crazy. Fair enough. Uh, the Latin troops ended up burning half the city down, as we've talked about. Uh, and at this point, Boniface and Enrico knock on the city doors and go, right, how about this payment then? If you remember, Jeff was sent in. Jeff, Jeff the literate, Jeff the wise, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff the actually can do things, Jeff the competent. He was sent in, yeah. and he he demanded several things. I, I I want fish sticks every Friday for soldiers. Yeah. We want asparagus platter every third Wednesday of the month. Yeah, it was things like that. Yeah, you but mainly some. a lot of money. Oh yes. And the church now bows down to the uh, the Western Roman Church. Pope's now in charge, not Patriarch. Uh, anyway, that doesn't go down well in the city, as you can imagine. I mean, Alexios IV said, yeah, he can have anything, which sounded fine when he was out and about 
and had nothing. Yeah. But now he's in when, charge. When you don't know what you're giving up, it's, yeah. Yeah. And now he's in charge, he starts to hesitate, mainly because his new chief advisor, Monobrow, was saying things like, don't be an idiot, don't pay them. How dare you do this? You're the emperor. You can't give them these things. So Monobrow was furious that this kid had sold the emperor, essentially, and figured that the best he could do was turn the boy against the crusaders. So Monobrow starts whispering into Alexios IV's ear, no, you can't trust them, you can't trust them. Hmm. Trust me instead. Tensions rise even more between the city and the Latin forces. Uh, those high up in the city start to realise they need a strong leader and not a puppet. And this is when we get to the last episode and the meeting that takes place with Nicholas Cannabis. Monobrow hears of this meeting and decides to act. He's got to act very quickly. If he waits for the, the hobnobs to finish hobnobbing and elect their own puppets, uh, well... I love biscuits. Well, he won't be able to, he won't be able to do what he wants to do. Yeah. And he knows that those in the Hadj Sophia were not going to be able to do anything unless the puppet kid was gone. And the puppet kid was talking about letting the Franks in. So Monobrow knows what he's got to do. He's got to act quickly here. He sets up a plan. It's a very simple plan. He woke the Emperor up one night. Wake up! Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Alexios IV sprang out of bed, uh, popped his little bunny rabbit slippers on. What's wrong? <laughs> the palace has been breached, says Monobrow to the Emperor. Yeah. We need to escape. So he led the emperor, who obviously trusted him, he was his chief advisor, uh, he led the emperor to an obscure place in the palace and then simply threw him into a cell. Oh. Yeah. Do you think he kept the pretense of, uh, this This will keep you safe? Uh, probably not. Safe. Well, maybe, but probably not. Uh, then he arranges for Isaac II to have a little accident whilst brushing his teeth. Yeah. This is a disemboweling with a toothbrush, I get it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> with um, the floss. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Ooh. Then Monobrow sends word down to the Hajj Sophia. I'm emperor now. Uh, this guy Nicholas that you've chosen, oh, he can work for me if he wants, but no, I'm emperor. Word came back as we saw. No. So Monobrow sends troops down to the Hajj Sophia just to make sure they've really understood who's in charge. It's like, what do you mean, no? I've got the troops, you don't. Yeah. So... Who's emperor? Mm. Um, yeah, uh, eventually uh, Nicholas was forced to admit he wasn't emperor because he was in a cell and probably executed. There, there we, yeah, there we go. Yeah, and thus went the glorious reign of Nicholas. So we now have <laughs> Monobrow as the undisputed emperor. I say undisputed emperor. There's obviously a couple of large armies right outside the city walls still, and they certainly would dispute who the emperor was. Yeah. Yeah. Monobrow attempts to figure out what's going to happen here. What, what are they going to do? The first thing he did was shut the gates of the city. Shut the city down. Uh, we need to keep crusading armies unaware of developments. So no one's allowed to leave. No one's allowed to talk to them. And also, let's stop feeding them. So I know technically, in theory, we're all allies, but we're obviously not allies. They're obviously strong-arming us. So let's stop feeding them, shall we? I mean, that's a good start. So he cuts off uh, support and aid to the crusading armies. He then orders the walls be reinforced and manned better. He knows that this is going to be a fight, but at least they can actually fight now. And once this is done, uh, news comes through. The cutting off the supplies has started to work very quickly because Boniface and Enrico realised they had to get food quickly. It was going to be a lot harder to siege the city with no support from the city. So only a few days later, they sent a, uh, a foraging party, a very large foraging party out, go and see what food you can get in the countryside. 
Let's go find mushrooms. Shut up, Jeff. <laughs> oh, searching. no. Oh, no. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff searching for mushrooms. Sir, he's he's tripping balls on the floor. <laughs> yeah, that giant uh, red one with the white spots. And now he's just foaming at the mouth. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. It's like a canary in a mine. Just let him loose <laughs> in, a, in a forest. <laughs> Whatever that he goes near, <laughs> just stay just, clear of. <laughs> right, bring out the Jeff family. <laughs> You go and find the mush. That one's dangerous. That one's dangerous. This Jeff is still living. Oh, no, he's dead. Bring another. There's a selection of 100 mushrooms. Uh, we know one of them's poisonous, so uh, <laughs> take your pick. Yeah, there he goes. Uh, yeah, Monobrow finds out about this, not not the Jeff foraging party, but the fact that a lot of the Frankish troops were off looking for food. So he decides to go and attack personally. He sallies forth... Uh, with a large group of troops. We get no actual details on this uh, battle, but we do know that Monobrow loses, and loses heavily. That's not a good sign, I hear. Yeah, it's it's really not. Um, he lost, apparently, 20 of his leading supporters, like high-up knights, and then, obviously, a lot more soldiers. But he needs supporters, like high-up important supporters, and he, he loses 20 of them in this battle alone. Oh, he only just escaped the battle with his own life, apparently being wounded in the side. Oh, gosh. He gets back to the city just about, but his support is eroding quickly. It doesn't look like he's actually going to be able to fight the Crusaders back. So he has another plan. He's going to set fire to all their ships. There you go. Which uh, I can imagine was a bit of a pause. What do you mean the enemy's ships? No, no, we're going to set fire to all our own ships. Uh, are, you, are you quite sure, sir? I mean... <laughs> Don't hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. We set fire to them and then we'll push them off in the direction of the enemy fleet. And they're burned, they're all burned down. Uh, But sir, when they just sail away? (laughs) Well, this is a tried and tested technique. It has worked many times in history. This isn't crazy, Uh, but it's a high risk move. And with all high risk moves, there's a very good risk that it will fail. And that's exactly what this one did. (laughs) It failed. You get the feeling there just wasn't much wind. They set fire to the ships and they just sat there in the harbour. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So, after losing a battle and then setting fire to his own fleet uh, for for no reason, he sends word to Enrico, the Doge of Venice, the guy who's really in charge. Yeah, yeah. Depart from the city and we will say no more about it. It's essentially what he says. Strong words. From a weak position. <laughs> very, yeah, very, yeah. very weak. In order to keep the city calm, by the way, he had announced that his skirmishes had been very successful. That that, that battle we just fought, we won that. And I meant to burn those <laughs> ships. Yeah. Uh, you know, this wasn't particularly successful. The Venetians displayed outside of the city walls the spoils of their latest victory. So everyone knew that they were losing. In the end, however, Enrico sent word to Monobrow, fine, we will meet to discuss terms. Maybe we will leave, but only on our terms. So, a meeting place was set up. Enrico stood on a ship that had sailed into the harbour, and Monobrow rode a horse up to the ship. All very dramatic. And uh, the two... Can can, can I imagine the horse with, like, a a rubber ring around it? (laughs) Just in case you had to swim out. Yeah, you you can imagine that if you want. Anyway, they start to discuss terms. Remember, Enrico, he's in his late 80s by this point. He's almost old enough to be shot into space. That's how old he is. 
And he's completely blind. But, I mean, seriously, you don't mess with this guy. He's been literally at the front of the fighting, yeah. leading his troops. Uh, anyway, he demands that the Roman emperor pay what the puppet emperor was due to pay. We're not leaving until we get our money. And plus yeah. a few other things as well were mentioned. But uh, regardless, Monobrow was outraged. No, you need to leave. They start debating, shall we say, uh, when the uh, debates were soon interrupted. Because... Over a hill, a large cavalry force suddenly appeared, and it was the Franks. <gasps> yes, they come swooping down upon Monobrow. Uh, some of his entourage stand and fight and end up being hacked to pieces, but they yeah. did give the emperor just enough time to escape. Monobrow just about flees and gets back to the city safely. Good. Yeah. Uh, once he's there, uh, we're not sure about this, this is speculation, but it would appear he went directly to the palace and ran Alexios IV through with several swords. Or maybe hung him from the rafters, or maybe threw him out of a window. We don't know, but it would appear Alexios IV dies very shortly after this meeting. I'm, I'm hoping, like, from the gate, sword out over yep. his shoulder, went, Rah! and carrying roaring all the way up, up the yep. steps, past the guards, just like, what's going on here? Yeah. Through the, through the corridor, took a wrong turn, oh, ah! carried on running into the kitchen, through the yeah. kitchen, maybe ran through a few maids. Yeah, uh, maybe the chef. Chickens, chicken boxes. Oh yeah, yeah. There's this stained glass window being erected. Yeah, through that, through that. Yeah, up the stairs. Which ah! isn't as dramatic as a sheet of glass because no. that shatters. Whereas obviously all the soft lead lining kind of got wrapped around him and. Oh, yeah, yeah, through one pane, ran into the red. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, up the stairs. Yeah. Quick breather. He's quite tired by this point. Yeah. 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 He's peeling bits of lead off him. Yeah. Um, a few chicken feathers. Yeah. <laughs> the, the hat of the chef. Yeah. <laughs> Carries on. Into the bedroom. Emperor's not there. No. So, oh, for goodness sake. Where is he? And uh, it turns out he's on the walls. On the walls. Yeah. He, he ran straight past him. Yeah. He ran straight past him. Twice. 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 <laughs> Lexios IV was going, oh, Emperor, excuse yeah. me. Oh, he's gone. Uh, yeah, we, we don't know. We don't know how no. Lexios IV dies. He's he's killed um, by Monobrow, probably at this point. I'm going to say, on top of the walls, in front of Enrico and Boniface, runs him through with a sword, throws him over the battlements. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. That's dramatic, isn't it? But I'm going to say that was after everything you've said. So. Yes. He was a very tired Monobrow yeah. at so, this point. Yeah, drops his sword. Hands on knees, doubled over. <laughs> <sighs> Bit of a coughing fit. Yeah. Somebody comes over with a brown bag. Breathe into this, sir. Breathe into this. Yeah. And then Monobrow just throws up over the side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. So, um, yeah, I'd say that's probably how how Alexios IV died. I think so, Probably. Yeah. I mean, I should point out, we've got no idea if he even died at this point, but let's say he did. Sources are very scarce. Uh, anyway, then the bleep hits the bleep. <laughs> Because uh, it would appear that Enrico trying to trick Monobrow into this meeting and then just attacking him wasn't the uh, the end of the plan. It was more the start of the invasion. The Venetians and the Franks were going to storm the city and properly take it this time. That's the plan. Yeah. Before we took it enough to install our puppet emperor on, but now we're just taking the city. Yeah. So no the fighting really begins at this point. Monobrow takes charge. He orders the defence of the walls, everything that you'd expect. And I'll quote here, All through the day a battle fraught with groanings was waged. The Romans had the upper hand, 
Both the ships carrying the scaling ladders and the vessels transporting the horses were repulsed from the walls that they had attacked without success, and many were killed by the stones thrown from the city's engines. So, full-on Minas Tirith sort of trebuchets throwing yeah, stones yeah. over kind of thing. Yeah. Nice. Massive battle taking place. Just to imagine them, lots of fighting. You're picturing the fighting. Yeah. You're picturing it getting Orcs dark. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting dark. There's now flamey things being shot and thrown instead of yeah, not yeah. flamey things. It's really, it's getting darker. It's getting louder. There's cries of agony. There's screams, arrows all over the place. And then there's just the ring of a bell striking midnight. It's, uh, it's Sunday. Oh. <laughs> Weapons down, lads! Everyone, go and rest. <laughs> yeah, so they stop. It wasn't quite like that, I should point out. No. They didn't literally go to the strike of a bell. But yeah, they took a day off. After after storming the city, the next day they took a day off because it was Sunday. Well, that makes sense, because also they'd yeah. be praying and going, God is on our side, oh, both yeah, exactly. thinking the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, not, we're not letting them out-pious us. Yeah. Them with their weird version of Christianity. Whichever side was saying it. Do you think like one side had people like whipping themselves? Like, look, like, look how full on flagellants damn, going. Damn out. pious I am. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't be any more pious. Yeah, yeah. Like look that. at me, run myself through. Ah! Yeah, they tried to out pious each other on Sunday. Oh, That's what they did. <laughs> so let's say the Lord's prayer on either side is getting like, each side getting louder and louder, <laughs> trying to compete. Ask not. <laughs> Trying to outdo each other in the knowledge of the religion. Really getting into yeah. nitty-gritty details. One person asks about whether Jesus was actually God, and then, oh dear, then it all kicks off. Oh, do you think they do like a quiz over the side? It's like, okay, if you're so clever, what verse is this from then? Exactly. Here, here, here you go. Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. God, where's that from then? Yeah, things like that. JFK, 1962! Son of a... <laughs> Find in 50 words or less the role of the Holy Ghost. Yes, that'll stump them. That'll stump them. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so it was a hard day. Many said the Sunday was harder than the, uh, the day of fighting, to be honest, because some of these questions yes. really got quite yeah. tough. They did. Was the Easter Bunny an Aryan, for example? Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, who can remember what the Monophysites were all about? Yeah. Questions like that. It, it got really tough. When did Santa get his sleigh? Exactly, exactly. Which one of these isn't a reindeer? Things like that. <laughs> well, it's obviously a rabbit. That's a trick question. <laughs> anyway. There are no reindeer in, in Turkey. Byzantium, anyway. wherever we are. <laughs> Calling it Turkey is very defeatist at this point. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Sunday ends. Much to everyone's relief. <laughs> Can we get back to fighting, please? <laughs> uh, and where's, where's the... Where's the- they asked me about the reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> Running through. Dancer this. Uh, <laughs> I'll show you Blitzen. <laughs> that was a battle for the city being quite so personal. It's <laughs> yeah. on this day. Blitzen Krieg! So... Anyway, the fighting mm. starts on Monday. Uh, this time, the assault on the wall... relief. <laughs> Apparently, the assault on the wall was even more fierce than it had been before. Now we know why. Yeah, we <laughs> it's do. a lot of built-up tension. Yeah. Uh, Nicetus gives us a tale of one crusading knight who was particularly fierce. Apparently, he led the <laughs> attack on the walls near where the emperor was, leading the troops. And I'll quote, The noblemen about the emperor 
and the rest of the troops were unable to gaze upon the front of the helm of a single knight so terrible in form and spectacular in size. So this giant of a man apparently jumps onto the walls and he's there wow. first and he just starts swinging his sword around. And he's the one that asked, is, is Jesus and God the same thing? Yeah, exactly. He's not messing about. That's why everyone's no. really freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> no no one can genuinely remember who won that argument, so everyone's too afraid no. to try and answer it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, no one wants to rock that boat. Anyway, uh, I'll carry on the quote. Thus, by uniting and fusing into one craven soul, the cowardly thousands who had the advantage of the high hill were chased by one man from the fortifications they were meant to defend. Is he calling the cowardly because they're on the hill? No, no, he's saying the defenders of the city and the emperor were cowardly because they all started running away from this one Frenchman oh. who, who jumped onto the walls. And apparently he was a scary man, but he had some really tough quiz questions. So, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and another thing! <laughs> hang on. Hang on, hang on. And another thing... Is what he said. No, what makes that funny is the massive pause waiting for you to do that. <laughs> Which I'll be so tempted to keep in. Yeah. <laughs> it's a distinctive voice as well. A robot lady from the future voice. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, anyway, so what I'm trying to say here is that... <laughs> I've really been trying to do that for last like half an hour. <laughs> I'm trying to say the walls were breached, Jamie. The okay. walls were breached. Well, that was the message he got, right? I mean, this this isn't this isn't like a little bit breached. This isn't. Yeah, they managed to get in for a bit and then they were repulsed. This isn't but, a fissure. No, 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 it's not. Which <laughs> it's a disturbing <laughs> way to put it. This is the crusading armies pouring into the city. This is a. Uh, this is really quite bad. Uh, they start setting the city alight. They start killing all in their path. Soldiers, citizens, and everything. Uh, I'll quote, The emperor went hither and yon through the city's narrow streets, attempting to rally and mobilise the populace who wandered aimlessly about. Monobau realised it's over, and realises he's got to flee. Unfortunately, he kind of figured that this might happen anyway, so he had a ship waiting for him. A nice speedy <laughs> one. Ever the optimist. Well, on that ship, he had none other than Eudocia. Remember Eudocia? Yes, the I daughter do. Daughter of Alexios III. Of Alexios III, yeah. She's still around, uh, and so's her mum, the wife of Alexios III. So they're on this boat. So Monobrow runs off to the boat, jumps on the boat, and flees the city. And zoom out as this happens. You see the boat fleeing the city, and you see on the other side of the city all the crusading armies pouring into the city. And there you go, Jamie. Constantinople has fallen. I feel like this should be the end of the podcast. Let's carry on with Monobrow, though, because we need to get to the end of his life. At some point, he gets married to Eudocia during all this. Now, it might have been just before the Crusading armies take the city. It might have been on the boat as he was fleeing. I'd like to think <laughs> it was literally as they were fleeing. <laughs> it's an arrow <laughs> takes out the priest. <laughs> yeah. I now pronounce you a doink. <laughs> it's fine, uh, I got backup priests. He, he was well prepared with Monobrow. <laughs> Just a line of very nervous looking priests. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he manages to squeeze in a wedding uh, because he is now married to Eudocia. So, where to go after the city falls to the Venetians and the Franks? Uh, well, there's one obvious place to go Italy. No, no, definitely not. 
Oh, <laughs> they're the ones invading. Oh, oh um, 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 to the it's the east. Who else is an ex-Roman emperor who is also on the run at the moment? Who is also now technically Monobrow's father-in-law? Oh dear. <laughs> Yes. Alexios 3. Alexios 3. Yes, remembering the numbers there. Yeah, let's do a quick recap because things do get murky here. So, Monobrow, Roman emperor, just fled the capital. With him is the new empress, the daughter of Alexios 3, the Roman emperor who had ran away from the capital when the Crusading armies first turned up. Now, also remember that Monobrow was imprisoned for attempting to coup against Alexios 3. Yes. The two oh. men did not like each other, but... Monobrow thinks, well, I'm married to his daughter now, and I've got his wife. That's why he married. Maybe, maybe. It's but like the, extra protection where you have to help me. Cause yeah, yeah, exactly. This political thing. Uh, so, let's go to Alexios III, he thinks. I mean, two ex-emperors, maybe we can turn the tide. I mean, yes, we've lost the capital. Yes, the empire is falling. Uh, you could argue it's fallen. Uh, well, but, it has. <laughs> but there were two emperors The Roman left. Empire has ended now. It's now ended. There were two emperors left, so maybe we've, we've got something here. Uh, he arrives at where Alexios III was, uh, which is nice. There was a welcome. <laughs> of Hi. Uh, maybe a bit of a frosty one, uh, but there was a welcome. Uh, Monobrow was informed that, yes, they will discuss things. And then he was told, go, go to the baths, uh, refresh yourself, eat, get clean, we'll discuss things. So Let he goes, my gods take you. <laughs> Odd that you say that, Jamie. Anyway, he, he got into the bath, and it was at this point he was seized and he was blinded. Oh. Yeah, we don't know why Alexios III blinds his new son-in-law, but probably something to do with the coup attempt from uh, a maybe. few years ago. A few, a few bad, yeah. bad, bad feelings. And there. also, he never did like uh, Monobrow for being in love with his daughter, and now he was married to his daughter, so... Now, Alexios III was not having that, so there you go. Once he's blinded, he's just thrown out onto the street. It's not long before the Frankish forces who are out looking for him find him, and he is dragged back to the capital in chains. <laughs> he's the one that says Emperor on the back of his coat, <laughs> yeah. written in Crayola. Uh, anyway, once he's back in the capital, I mean, if you can call it the capital anymore, uh, once he's back in Constantinople, he learns that the Doge Enrico has organised a new puppet emperor, uh, a Frank this time, Baldwin of Flanders. I mean, it's it's not even a Roman. It's not a Roman emperor anymore. The, the Franks and the Venetians have said we're in charge now. The Roman Empire has fallen. In order to try and make this seem a little bit more legitimate, though, Enrico organised a trial. Yeah. Alexios V, Ducas Monobrow, was accused of treason. The blind Monobrow pointed out that Alexios IV was the traitor for selling the empire to the Crusaders... At which point everyone went, mm, that's probably a good point, but we can't say that. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I, I assume that's the point where the uh, the defence just said, yes! Got yes. it, got it in the bag. And then someone leans over and whispers, Ken- kangaroo court? And everyone goes, oh yeah, that's a good point. Uh, <laughs> you will be dead before the hour is finished. <laughs> it's 11.52. <laughs> oh. Well, he was... Apparently he was raised up onto a column in one of the forums in the city. I didn't say how he was raised up onto this column, but onto <gasps> the column he was raised. Some sort of winch. I hope a winch. Hopefully he wasn't just prodded <laughs> up a ladder. I'm really hoping it was a winch. <laughs> Once up on the uh, on the column, he was invited to step off. 
Apparently he fell feet first, but tumbled head first halfway down and landed on his head. And there you go. That's the end of Monobrow and the end of the Roman Empire, Jamie. For he is the last emperor. But what's this? Zoom out of Constantinople. Zoom over to Alexios III. And then zoom over a little bit more. Who's this man riding on a horse? It's Jeff. Yeah, get past him. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I say horse. Yeah. <laughs> it's more of a an Alsatian. Yeah, get get past him. Oh, it's it's another son-in-law of Alexios III. Because he had more than one. And just uh, zoom into his steely eyes. And then smash the black to be continued. Oh! Because it's not over yet, Jamie. The Empire has indeed fallen. This is the end. But it continues. <laughs> it's like somebody gasping for breath when they're underwater. And then you breathe in that water. And at that point, you know you're dead. Somebody in the Titanic... Right. Yeah. You know you're dead at this point. <laughs> that old couple, you know the old couple, that really sad moment where they're just hugging each other as the water's filling it? It's been a while since I've seen the film, but I believe you. I believe I, you. There are lots of people listening now that know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, right. it's, it's sinking, okay. the water's spilling, and there's this old couple on the bed, and they just hug each other close. Yeah. And the, water's, yeah. But the bit we don't see is the water's risen. They're underwater. They, like, you're holding your breath, but you... you impulse sex over you're breathing that you're, you're breathing in water at this point you cough the water out you breathe more in yeah you're still conscious but it's painful yeah and you've no you know that you've got There's another no. a good five minutes of of life ahead of you so uh this that's is my where we are. analogy of the roman empire yeah. that's where we are very much yeah. so yes yeah. i mean they're underwater now and they know they're going to die yeah but we do still have a good few episodes left Coughing so, through the pain. Yeah, there we go. So, there we go. Splendid, what, wonderful way. What a way to end it, hey? Yeah. What a way to go. I mean, I'm going to call it. He's not going to score well for... Uh, well, uh, let's, being let's a good out, emperor. shall we? <laughs> let's, let's do this. Phytius. Phytius Maximus. Okay, well, he fought against the Latins when no one else would. I mean, he, he was the one who stepped up and fought against the Crusading Army. And it was impossible odds. He knew he was going to fail, but he fought anyway. I mean, surely you should get some points for that. Yeah. Downside, uh, he did fail. <laughs> he very much failed. When he went out to fight, he lost the skirmish. When he tried to burn the ships, he did not burn the enemy ships. Well, then I, I can't give him a point for that. I'm going I'm to give him two. What? No! He, he fought. Not well. Not well. Two for fightius does not mean you're a good fighter. It means that you did some fighting. But, but it also comes to conversation as well as he also fought the fought the army that was trying to invade the city and also failed yeah. that. Okay, he also Everything failed he that. failed at. That's yes. not... There's no points in there. <laughs> it's better to try and fail than not even try at all. And not even try at all is zero. Right. If you give him two points, I'm going to give him yeah. minus one. You can't... No minus numbers, Jamie. I'm giving him minus one. Oh. Fine, we're breaking precedent at this time, are we? The Empire's fallen, Rob. It's everything's going to crap. <laughs> Minus one for you, three for me. So that is a score of two. <laughs> we can play this all day. <laughs> Minus a billion. <laughs> um, two. I'm, I'm sticking with my two. Sticking with my right. two. 
Right. So it's a two for total. Right. Minus next, one for next round. Caprobium crazium. Uh, no, there's just nothing here. He wasn't crazy. He didn't do anything crazy. Oh, actually, he did. He did kill one ex-emperor, and he did kill another ex. He killed two emperors, actually. That yeah. Yeah, no, I've got to give him a point for that. That's quite successful, two, actually. actually. Actually, if it's fighty, I I could give him a point for that. Well, there you go. Is he back to zero for you now? Then yeah, he's back to zero. Okay, so that is <laughs> that's definitely two for fightiest. <laughs> okay. Right, I'm giving him two for this round as well for killing Isaac two and for killing Alexios four. I'm going to match that. I agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Two. Oh, I need to record these. Oh yes, no, that'll be useful. <laughs> yeah. So four for this round. Successus Ultimus. Okay, uh, Successus. I mean, oh, well... Uh, um, <laughs> maybe we need to go into minus numbers, because this is the uh, worst the worst thing an Emperor's ever, ever had, other than no, come on, come on. Alexios IV was worse. Alexios IV made this happen, remember. This was the desperate attempts of someone to try and reverse Alexios IV's crumbling of the Empire. That's true, but if we're being yeah. really cruel and brutal, it fell on his watch. We yeah, but also we didn't we didn't go into minus for Alexios four, so we're not going minus here. Right. But I totally agree; it's got to be zero. Yeah, I mean he failed. The empire has fallen on his yeah. watch for the first second time. Well, first time really, as it has been continuing. In oh two yeah, the, parts. the, the fall this of is... the West was just a collapse of a province of the empire. That's all yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, it's it wasn't. This, this is the this... axe drop. Well, as we see, yes and no. It depends how you define, but for all intents and purposes, yeah, it's uh, no, no Constantinople, no emperor, patriarch in exile. It's not looking good, so it's got to be zero. Oh, wow. Betty. He is a brooding man, isn't he? I really like how they've really got that monobrow in the, uh, the picture. Oh, they, they really have, haven't they? Yeah, and it gets really thicker bad. in the middle, which is unusual. Yeah, it gets even thicker in the middle. Uh, he is He's quite a large man with a big beard and a monobrow, and he's not looking happy. Shades of Henry VIII, I think. Yeah, no, he definitely, definitely does have Even the eyes, the, like, almost like sunk, like protruding eyes almost. Yeah. I should probably point out this image isn't contemporary, but none of the ones have been contemporary for a while. No. But they're, they're nearish. It's the best we've got. Images. Yeah. Best we've got. Uh, so, uh, I quite um, like it, actually. I think yeah, it's I looking do. quite fierce and tough. I'm going to go for a seven. Oh, I, was, I was, wasn't going to go that high, but I'm going to go for a... Uh, no, I'll match you then, because I, I was impressed, but I didn't think you'd go that high. So I'm going to go for a seven okay. as well. So 14 divided by four is 3.5. 3.5 for Tempo Completo here. <laughs> Be thankful for those. No, sorry, Image Facius. Now to Tempo Completo. Tempo How long do you think he lasted for? Yeah. I'll give you a clue. He did a lot better than the last emperor. A year. No, he didn't do that well. All right. Uh, Six months. <laughs> January of 1204 to April of 1204. Four months. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, not good. I've already run the numbers on this. It is 0 0.03 is his score. So what's his total score? 9.53. It's not a good score. But it's possibly better than he'd expect, considering he lasted for a couple of months and the Empire fell. Yeah, I mean... So, I mean... It's not a great look for history, is it? No, it's not. Uh, right, um, Je ne sais pas. Do they have a certain Je ne sais pas? Yeah. Uh, when I said yeah, I meant no. 
Oh, definitely no. no definitely <laughs> not. I mean, you've got you've got to admire the fact that he stood up and he tried when no one else would, but wasn't good enough. Was nope. not good enough. Absolutely not. No, and you might be pleased to know no more Alexioses. Oh, good. Yeah, we've run out of that name now. Yeah, splendid. Yeah, I hope you like the name John. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> There's quite a few guys coming up. Um, anyway. Uh, right, so there you go. Um, that is that is uh, the end of the Angelos dynasty. Uh, we now now go to our penultimate dynasty, which I will discuss next episode. Uh, but the next dynasty is a dynasty in exile, Jamie. Right. Yeah, because obviously the emperors are no longer in Constantinople. They've been kicked out. Of course, yes. Yeah. Oh. And the Roman Empire is not whoever's in Constantinople, obviously, because, I mean, Rome was once the capital and then it wasn't, so it's fine. These things can change. It's all okay. Yeah. We'll just, we'll just move. The Roman Empire will move. It's moved before. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. <laughs> We're going to Skegness. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But that's all to come, and wow, it gets a bit crazy, so uh, wish me luck with the research. I've not quite figured out how we're going to navigate this yet. Uh, but we will, we will. It'll be Bravely fine. and with courage. Bravely, with courage, uh, which is uh, incidentally how uh, Alexios V died, so that's nice. <laughs> right, okay, thank you very much for listening. Uh, hope you enjoyed these two episodes this weekend. Yep, thanks for downloading uh, us on Poppy, iTunes and Stitcher and um, anywhere else, Amazon, Spotify, yeah. whatever. Thank you very much to our Patreons who have been hugely supportive and are currently enjoying the benefits of uh, our Founding Fathers episodes. Hamilton Part 2 was just released. Mm -hmm. And our Roman Republic episodes. We are going to be starting a series on Cicero shortly. So if you like your Cicero, then get involved. And then the fourth week episodes, which are just a bit of fun, where we did uh, a commentary of our first ever episode. We talked Mm. over Bacchus Groundus. And uh, just discussed what was going on uh, whilst having a little tipple. Just a so, very, very, very small one. <laughs> yes. Very small. Very small. Uh, so, <laughs> right. So join up to our Patreon if you have not done so yet. Uh, and uh, thank you very much to those who have. And I think that will do for now. So thank you very much for listening. And until next time. It's all gone, Rob. It's all gone. The Empire's gone. Goodbye, Empire. Goodbye, Empire. Right, so given a job, a uh, big one, we're going to get an ex-emperor, upper column, who is old and blind, and eventually we need to push him off to his death. But what's wrong with the usual method? What, the axe? Yeah, and the tying up and the throwing the stones. I mean, we got quite good at throwing the stones. Well, yeah, I mean, my aim has improved massively, but this new emperor is quite... He, wa- he wants a spectacle, wants to give... he wants the audience to go home, having a chat and conversation, you- having a laugh. New Emperor? Are you talking about the French guy? Uh, we, uh, we, oui. oui, Monsieur. Oh, Cold de sac, yeah. Yeah. Big Baguette. Oh, yeah. Oh, discotheque. <sighs> anyway, um, right. I mean, what problem? Have you ever tried to get an ex-Emperor up a ladder? Uh, no, no. Um, I got an apprentice up there once. Oh, notoriously hard getting an Emperor up a ladder. 
yes, they don't like being told what to do, but, you know, no. I'm thinking big stick. Big stick. Well, big stick might counteract the difficulty of getting an emperor up the ladder. That turns out you poke him, sir. Yeah, but factor in the fact that he is blind and reluctant. That is true, and we have freshly all of the rungs, so it's quite slippy as well. You know what? I, I think there's got to be a better way of getting him up there. Right, right, okay. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Avars. Avars, as in, like, from history? Yeah, you remember, we read about school. So, basically, what they used to do, they used to like to fly, and they were fantastic flyers for what I read in my textbooks. Yes, I did always mean to ask about that. Um, but, yes, carry on. Yeah, no, you put them in a catapult, they'd, they'd fly for miles! Miles! Are you suggesting what I think you're suggesting? That's right. We catapult him up there. That's it. I mean, there's there's one in the museum, we can get the catapult out, it might need the strings replacing. That's that's uh, probably a given, but we can give that a go. It's a long shot. <laughs> Literally, yeah. But you know what? Yeah. I like it. I like it. All right. Let's give it a go. He is, he is very dead. I mean, I have, I've, I've seen some dead in my time, I can tell you. I don't think I've ever seen anyone quite so dead. No, he, he, is, he is well dead, isn't he? Um, and I'll tell you what, the patrons that paid for Splash Zone, they got a treat. They, they did, but I can't help but worry that the Emperor's not going to be too happy. He's dead, isn't he? What's wrong? Well, he did specify that he was pushed off the top of the column. And, uh... Well, as I see it, sir, he's pushed off with potential energy. P potential energy? There, there was nothing potential about this energy. Well, yeah, he was, uh... He, he, he certainly wasn't pushed off the top, that's my worry. I, I say gravity was an overwhelming feature in his demise, sir. Could we use the fact that, uh, one of his legs clipped the top of the column as he went flying past to suggest that he was on the column... And then he came off the column. Oh, sir, his heel didn't clip in the column. It bloody well came off. He did a Catherine wheel about four metres into the stands. Oh, the kids had a great day. They really did, sir. Yeah, no, that, that's fine, isn't it? He, he's definitely dead, and he was near, on, he was on, slash near, the top of the column, and he's now not. Yeah. Yeah. He, he grazed the surface. His foot had very momentarily contact with the surface. He then proceeded to fall due to the movement of gravity and momentum from the catapult. Proceeded to end up in stand F, stand C, stand A, and stand Z, sir, which is a which is a new one for us. It's quite a good one. That's not even within the city walls. Okay, well, someone go and find out if the new emperor is uh, actually okay with this. Does does anyone speak French? We oui, monsieur. 